ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. The United States has vetoed a UN Security Council resolution demanding an immediate ceasefire in the Israel-Gaza war. It's the third time the United States has used its veto on the issue, saying the proposal from Algeria would jeopardise negotiations between Israel and Hamas. A separate draft resolution from the United States calls for a temporary ceasefire as soon as practicable if all the hostages are released. Farnas Fasihi is the United Nations Bureau Chief for the New York Times and our guest this morning. Farnas, thank you for your time. What is the significance of the United States using its veto again on this issue? Thank you for having me. Um, you know, the, the U.S. is is, um, uh, is basically uh, signaling to the council that, um, you know, that it will block the consensus that has emerged around calling for a permanent ceasefire. Uh, in Gaza. And it's looking more and more isolated at the UN because, as we saw today at the council, uh, there were 15 members, 13 members voted yes, uh, the UK voted abstained from voting, and the US vetoed it. And uh, it's causing some frustrations and anger at the Security Council and among UN officials because uh, they feel that the US is prioritizing its own diplomacy over the work uh, of the council and the mandate that it has uh, to um, address you know, issues of global uh, security and conflict. Okay, so what does the vote tell us about the US's role in applying pressure to end the war in the Middle East? Because we have heard different rhetoric, I think, from the US president. What shifts are evident at the UN level? Mm -hmm. Well, at the UN level, we hear the um, US representatives um, speak more more, um, clearly and and forcefully about the protection of civilians in Gaza, about the need to scale up uh, the humanitarian aid deliveries that are going in. Uh, but the U.S. has maintained, and, and of course, that uh, you know their, their their position that Israel's uh, forces should not invade uh, Rafa um, under the current circumstances. And um, you know this this is a little bit of a shift. The U.S. is uh, in vetoing this resolution is preparing its own counter resolution, which for the first time has the word ceasefire in it. But it's very much follows the policy of the Biden administration in that it calls for a temporary humanitarian uh, ceasefire when all the hostages are released. Uh, And it's really what's being negotiated by Washington through Qatar and Egypt uh, with Israel and Hamas right now. Uh, so, you know, the U.S.'s policy has, has been that we won't block Israel's right to defend itself, uh, so that, and therefore we won't call for a permanent ceasefire. And also the U.S. ambassador today, Linda Thomas-Greenfield, said that one of the reasons that they rejected this resolution was because it called for a ceasefire without securing the release of the hostages. Uh, and that's a position that the U.S. Uh, opposes. What are the dynamics on the Security Council at the moment on this issue? Well, the, di- the dynamics, the, the Chinese ambassador um, in his remarks to the council said that, um, you know, it, it isn't that the Security Council doesn't have a consensus on what it should do uh, on the issue of the war in Gaza. It does have a consensus, but the U.S. is exercising its veto and blocking this consensus. And I think that 
you know, given the, the vote 13 in favor and the UK abstaining, if the US had not vetoed this resolution, the consensus among the other council members, clearly as evident by the vote, uh, would allow this resolution to pass, and 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 so there is a consensus that this that the uh, that this war must end, and that uh, as humanitarian agencies and UN officials have said, as long as there's the uh, a live conflict in Gaza, as long as there's no permanent ceasefire, the delivery of aid uh, and helping the you know 2.2 million. Uh, civilians in in Gaza will will be next to impossible. I think today the World Food Program said that it was uh, suspending its uh, operations in Gaza because their staff could not safely deliver food. And we know that the population of Gaza uh, is uh, at the threat of famine and starvation. Uh, this is what the WFP has said. Uh, you know, so the stakes are pretty high. They're really life and death for the um, civilians uh, that are trapped uh, in the crossfire. How are the allegations against the United Nations Agency in Gaza, UNRWA, being looked at, at the, uh, and processed at the headquarters in New York? Well, in fact, indeed, today, the UN spokesperson um, for the Secretary General uh, said again that uh, UNRWA is not replaceable that there's just no other agency on the ground in Gaza that can um, do the work that UNRWA does, and there's no way around it. So they, while the UN has uh, called for two investigations, one an internal audit investigation into the allegations uh, of, the, of the 12 members that Israel says were uh, took part uh, in the October 7 attack of Hamas, uh, and then there's an outside investigation into basically the whole work of, of UNRWA. But uh, despite these uh, investigations and the suspension of the work of the 12, uh, you know, the U.S. and many other European donors have suspended their funding. So the U.N. is, is facing a, um, a, a crisis of funding for UNRWA. They say that they have enough money uh, to pay the salaries and, and do their work for the month of February. But uh, next month, if other countries don't step up to fill the gap, uh, that UNRWA's situation um, uh, will be in jeopardy, basically UNRWA's aid work. And uh, so they they've, they very much maintain that it, this organization is uh, irreplaceable and it does, uh, you know, life and death work in Gaza. And they encourage uh, other countries to uh, make up for the lost donation. That That was what was said today at the briefing with the UN spokesperson. Many thanks for your time this morning. Thank you very much. Farnas Fasihi is the United Nations Bureau Chief for the New York Times. Stream any ABC radio station live and on the go. Discover new podcasts, music and audiobooks, all free on the ABC Listen app.